May the Lord continue to bless each one of you. And whenever you lead worship, each single person, I pray the anointing will set the lives free. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. What a joy. What a joy. What a joy. Today's a beautiful day. Uh, uh, because today, worldwide, I think so, um, you know, people pray and thanking their parents, thanking, thank you, thank you so much, thanking uh, God for the wonderful gift uh, that God has placed in their life as mothers. All of us, we are blessed to have mothers in our life, godly parents who have prayed. I, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, you have met my mom. I'm always thankful to God for my mom. I'm thankful to God uh, for my mother in grace that God has given me in this life. I'm thankful for people who have walked in my life. You know, you may, be, may not be uh, blood related, but still I do have prayer warrior mothers. Uh, and uh, I'm always thankful for the life and the support and the conversation. I have with some amazing prayer warrior mothers in our congregation. And I'm thankful whenever I travel, uh, I hear mothers calling me and Amachis and Apachins, you know, in generally everybody calling me and letting me know, Pastor, we are praying for you. Thank you so much for all that uh, you are doing and we are with you. We are praying for you. I appreciate as a pastor of the church also because you're all, you know, much older to me in age, but still I, I respect you. I love you. And as a, as a, in, in fact, as a gesture of honor, I'm asking all the men to stand up and if you are not married to stand up all the men to stand up and if you're not married to stand up come on can we do that all the men at least one day we can stand up right now right send come on yeah and all the women who are not married it's like single your, your kids come on, i'm talking about you stand up let's come on let's put our hands together and honor our mothers they are amazing they're amazing they are good they're good we thank you we value you. We respect you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know what God sees? The honor that you give with for your family um, and the respect that we ought to give uh, for some godly mothers that God has provided in our, in our life. This morning, as I'm continuing my message, I'm going to speak for the next 20 minutes. And after that, uh, the worship team can transition behind me. But today, this morning, I'm, I'm here bringing this word. And God was speaking to me while I was preparing for this word. And while I was sitting down here for the Malayalam service, uh, Brother Biju, who was preaching for the, uh, during the Malayalam service, he preached the same thing that I have prepared and made my notes together, put my notes together. And I happened to see him speaking the same thing. I'm like, okay, there is a Holy Spirit connection here because God works in a way that he wants his message to be communicated to all people, every single person. We might be two different personalities, people sitting in two different areas, preparing for the same sermon for the same Sunday, but it is the same Spirit of God who gives us the voice. It is the same Spirit of God and through whose word we speak today. So this morning, as I'm speaking the word, um, you know, I'm continuing our series, Lord, make me an answer. Lord, make me an answer for your kingdom is the series that I started last Sunday. But today, this morning, as because it is Mother's Day, I want to title my sermon today as Mama Bear. Right? 
mama bear. You know, we oftentimes have seen, you know, my mother stands up for me. My father stands up for me. I am privileged that I have mothers who stand up. Last week, I was house visiting one of our brothers and he told me, Pastor, my wife wakes up early in the morning and she prays and intercedes for the church. I am thankful for mama bears who stand in the gap for a church, who stand in the gap for a generation, who stand in the gap for descendants. to You may not see it, but you see it by your faith. Oh, come on, somebody. You may not see it with your visual eyes right now, but mothers have a natural instinct, God-given instinct, that what you don't see, you foresee things because God has already given you a vision. Come on, somebody. In the animal kingdom, you know, see, uh, you know, because I had two dogs last year and they gave birth to six beautiful, seven beautiful puppies, right? And out of the seven beautiful puppies that we had, you know, the mother was taking care of the six and the seventh one was very ignored because the seventh one was very weak and it, the mother somehow knew this would not make it. So in the animal kingdom, somehow the mother did not want to take care of the seventh puppy and it was just ignoring. But thankfully, I was suited up there to just take care of the seventh one and the seventh one also was provided, nurtured and taken care and it was alive. It made it. What I'm just saying here is mothers naturally have an instinct to foresee what is the outcome of my child? And I'm bringing your attention towards to Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. But before we go to Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 to 10, let me bring your attention towards Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. This is how it goes. A wise woman builds her house, but a folly with her own hands Tear it down. A wise woman builds her house. I am thankful for a community of wise women that we have. Sometimes your husbands may not think you're wise, but I can I tell you, according to the scriptures, a wise woman builds her home. A wise woman. Culturally, culturally, in the Indian continent that we come from, or in the Asian continent that we come from, we are more of a male-dominant society where it is the male voice that has to be heard. It is the male voice that has to be resonated. It is the, if the male said something, that's the final decision. But can I tell you something? Bible helps us to understand a wise woman supports the male that God has brought together in their family relationship. And we need to understand the person that God has brought to our life she may not be very vocal all the time, but God has given her an instinct to foresee things that sometimes the male cannot see. Come on. Are you all with me? At least the mothers. Can you all support in this? Amen. Come on. I see some smiling faces here. Sometimes the ladies have the, the visual. They see things that may not be captured by the male. And it is a God-given instinct in their life. What we have to understand is, for what God has united, let no man ever separate. God has brought a beautiful wife into your life. Some of your young ones who are ready to mingle, I pray that God will bring the right person into your life. A right wife into your life who will be a wise woman who will together build your house. A child lost in faith is a family 
lost in faith. A family lost from faith is a church lost from faith. A church lost in faith is a community that is destroyed. A community and it just goes on. And the city and the state and the nation is dwindled. But it is so happened to notice here is that the nurturing aspect of mothers for their young ones, it is a natural instinct. And mothers, you have a responsibility. Can I tell you, as Proverbs mentions, the wisdom nuggets for all of us Sunday folks here that you are listening to me or you are under my voice in any stream online media. It is easy to destroy but very hard to build. You all agree with me? If you want to destroy this property, you tell our guys they will destroy this entire church in two hours, I tell you. This entire structure that you see. But if you want to build it, it takes days. It takes months. If you want to break this house, if you want to tear down something, it is very easy. But building is hard work. It takes time. Family is a building block that God has instituted. And every single person that God has placed has a role and responsibility. A wise woman joins together with a wise husband and builds our home together so that it can be a glory for God's kingdom. It's just a balloon, not a gunshot. Don't worry. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. A wise woman, wise woman, builds her home. I pray, and the, and the anointing of this church, that women will rise up, young ones will rise up to build a stronger community of Jesus lovers in our state. That we will be known as a community that has nurtured in the love and the Relationship and we give our devotion and the expression of our worship comes from the bottom of our devotion that who Christ and what He has done. And mothers, you have a responsibility to build your home. To build your home. I'm thankful when I look at your moms and look at all our moms here, I prophesy that you are a building block of God for your family. And as we look into Exodus chapter 2, chapter two verse 1, let's read quickly Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. It says, And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to a wife, a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a godly child, she hid him for three months. The story of Moses run parallel to the story of Jesus. There's a lot of similarities that you see the life of Moses and the life of Jesus. Moses was a priest. Jesus is a priest, right? Moses was a shepherd. Jesus is a shepherd. Moses was a prophet. Jesus is not as a prophet, right? Moses was anointed to deliver his people from Egypt. Jesus was anointed to deliver the people from the world known as the Egypt, the sinful world as Egypt. So we see a lot of similarities between the life of Moses and the life of Jesus. Also, you have to understand that when baby Moses was born, there was a Pharaoh who rose up who said, you know, kill every male child in this land. Destroy every male child because I don't want a male to rise up to be a question in my life. I want it to be dead. And you see the same story when Jesus was born. What happened? What happened? Herod wanted every male child 
to be killed. You see the similarities between the life of Moses and the life of Jesus. But the truth here is, as we look to the aspect of understanding the first principle in a godly relationship, in a godly marriage, is that, you know, oftentimes people tell me, oh, pastor, you know what? I am a missionary, right? Don't be a missionary in, in, in finding a spouse from somewhere else. I had a friend of mine who went to Bible college with me for three years, graduated with 3.8, was a really good guy, good Christian, but he wanted to be a, we wanted to be a, a, a missionary to some other community. You know what happened? He changed his practices. He changed his theology. He changed the entire educational background, the theological studies that he had, and he completely converted to be one of them. Your mission work will not work. I have met enough people who have always told me, Pastor, I want to be a missionary. I want to win that person. You know what? You stand here. Let that person come. Accept Jesus. Not because they want to marry you, but still let them come and see the saving grace of Jesus. You cannot be yoked together with an unbeliever. Am I talking wisdom here? You cannot be yoked together with an unbeliever. Make sure that the first priority in your life is to find a godly person in your life. And here we see, and there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife, a daughter of the Levi. Do not be yoked together with things that are not meant to be in your life. Not everybody is meant to be in your life. You might see that person colorful, beautiful. She might sing like a nightingale or whatever, you know. Or she might dress up beautifully. But that person is not meant to be in your life. Hallelujah. Are you all with me? This is not a marriage seminar here. And my message is mainly to our young ones who are, who are waiting and wanting and exploring the areas. Be careful, guys. Do not mess up your life by choosing somebody whom God has not intended to be in your life. Are you all with me? Can I hear an amen? Some of our, some of our parents are like, oh, Pastor, I should have heard this 20 years ago. I'm so sorry. God has already brought it together. And you are the best couple in the planet world. And let nobody else question what God has brought together. Come on. Hallelujah. What God has yoked to God, God has brought together. Let no man ever separate it. There's the plan and purpose of God. You as a family to move forward. You know, one of the things that you have to understand, the one word the devil hates the most is the word dominion. Dominion. As a family, when you come together, you take dominion over that neighborhood. As a family, as a collective, as a church, when you come together, you take dominion over the spiritual forces in this locality, in this area. You take dominion. When God blessed Adam and Eve, He said, take dominion over everything. And that one word triggered entire hell and they wanted to destroy the one happy couple. And that's what the devil will try to do. When you start taking your, your dominion over the things that God has placed in your, your children, your finance, your blessings, your church, your, your, your extended families, all and everybody that God has placed in your life, when you start taking heavenly dominion over their life, over the situations that God is placing you, the devil is unhappy. You become an easy target of the devil. But can I tell you something? The God on our side is more powerful than any weapon that is formed. 
against you. The God who has brought you together wants you to be together so that you can explode the world with the goodness and love of Jesus Christ. Wherever God takes you, my friends, wherever God takes you, you are an anointing. Take dominion. Number one we see is, and from the house of Levi, a man went to find him. A girl from the house of Levi. I don't want to get into details. People ask me, Pastor, can I marry this person, that person, this person? You know what? I can tell you one thing. Do not be yoked together with an unbeliever. That's one word I will tell you. Rest everything. You have to go and sit down with your parents, your families. Discuss with them. Understand. Don't just make your own decision and bring your picture to your parents. But let all collectively sit down together because let this marriage thrive family. Let this marriage bring unity and not division. Let the marriage bring unity within the church, within your family, for the community that God has actually placed you. Number two that I want to share is verse two. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And what I want you to underline there is when she saw, when she saw that he was a godly child. A fine child is ESV. A godly child. In the New Testament, we see another translation would say, he was no ordinary child. A mother can see, but nobody else can actually see. A mother can visualize. When everybody says, oh, this is not a child. He is not a child. He is not Praise the Lord. I know a story of a mother who they prayed for nearly seven years for a child. Beautiful family, God-fearing, lovely family. You know, children are uh, inheritance by God. God gives you at the right time. But pray, may the Lord continue to bless some of our families who are married and you are waiting for a child. May the Lord bless you, bless you, bless you. And I, that is our prayer. I know a lot of our families within our church are praying and I pray together that we bless you guys to have children as an inheritance from God. Let them call us and call you a blessing and may you be blessed with that. But this is the story of a young woman, right? She, she, I mean, seven years, eight years of their marriage and they have no kids and the God gave them a child. And while they were in that labor room, while she was giving birth, after she was given birth, the doctor said that this child was born with some conditions and he cannot breathe and all those situations. The mother woke up, right? The mother woke up and she said, this is a promise from God. I will not let you do anything to my child. I am good. She was on the bed and she started praying. She was on the bed. She started praying. Can I tell you something? Doctors failed. Nurses failed. Medical examinations failed. But one thing that she said was, this is a promise of God and I will not let my child die. This is a promise. Praise the Lord. If a child is given by God in your life, oh come on, all children are a godly inheritance in your life. You need to pray for your child. This mother lying on her bed, she said, I will not leave my child. I'm going to pray. She saw the child and the future of the child. I'm going to ask this question. How many mothers here see the future of your children? You know what? We as human beings, no, normally we see the present of a person and we call them out. We give them names for what they have done. 
right we give them names nammal chapam kaliyaakum avare cheyida karyangale orthu nammal kaliyaakum pashe avare jeevathil nadakkan povunna karyangale orthu velikkana deivam mathrame ullu adu deivathinu mathrame aayirunnu pashe avare maadava ina deivathinte adarshanam praabichirunnu nokkatte karthave nee thanne kunnu anugrahikkapadum the child that you have given is going to be a blessing in my life bible says jokebed the mother of moses saw that they were no ordinary child he was no ordinary child your promise is no ordinary can i tell you your promise is no ordinary bless your children bless your children say that you they are a blessing come on mothers i want you to repeat after me my children are blessed come on onnu vishwasacha nanikkanda konnu para vaa thorunnu para vishwasathonnu para deivam kelkatte my children are a blessing എന്റെ കുഞ്ഞുങ്ങൾ അനുഗ്രഹിക്കപ്പെട്ടതാണ് മൈ ചിൽഡ്രൻ ആർ എ ബ്ലസ്സിംഗ് മൈ ചൈൽഡ് ഇസ് എ ബ്ലസ്സിംഗ് മൈ ചൈൽഡ് ഇസ് എ ബ്ലസ്സിംഗ് ഷീ സോ ഇറ്റ് ഷീ സോ ഇറ്റ് എവറിങ് ചേഞ്ചസ് ദ വേ യു സീ തിങ്സ് സീയിങ് ഇസ് സോ ഇമ്പോർട്ടൻറ്റ് ബിക്കോസ് സീയിങ് ഇസ് ദ വിൻഡോ ടു ഹാവ് യു പെർസീവ് തിങ്സ് യു ഹാവ് ടു സീ ടു പെർസീവ് ടു അണ്ടർസ്റ്റാൻഡ് യു സീ ഇറ്റ് it's one of the most important parts of your sensory organ you see it to perceive and understand you're with me when you go and meet with a person for the very first time you see behavior you see how the person is and then you decide can i stay with this person longer or not or is this person a threat to my life seeing is so important that god has placed in each of our life as parents see that each child born in your and as a pastor in this house taking the spiritual authority all the children that god has placed in this house you are a blessed child and you are no ordinary child and i declare it in your life i declare it in jesus name that you are no ordinary child can i tell you god sees your future god sees your future god sees your future moses's mom saw the future in in moses and he see new one thing my son will come back i am ready i am ready my son will come back i will protect and how many months three months she protected she did what she can do when she could not do any longer she gave it in the hands of god oh come on come on come on come on hallelujah she did what she can do mom father you cannot do everything in their life because you are not god in their life oh come on hallelujah hallelujah i remember a day a time in my life when i had to pay the fees for my school my father provided for me but there was a time that i could not i could not my dad helped me to understand you know what i cannot but you have a father in heaven i shut my doors sat inside to pray you will believe, you please believe me when i say this the next morning i receive an email from my school saying your fees which was due is already taken i don't know where i don't know how i don't know how but i know one thing my father in heaven has taken care of me do what you can do when you cannot do everything understand you are not the god in their life we are mere human being we fail we fail to provide 
As my son Josiah is growing up, Anisha and I, we are like, okay, this is how my son, we need to plan, prepare all of this. But back of my, our mind, we know something that as being in ministry, maybe we cannot provide everything that he will grow up in need of. But one thing we understand, my God is the provider and he takes care of us. And that should be the story of every mother seated here. Mom, you cannot take care of everything. But when you cannot, give it to the hands of God. She hid him for three months. And when she saw, she cannot hide him any longer. You can read the scriptures later. Later, I can have the worship team behind me to make it very spiritual sounding now. But uh, as, as, as we transition, look to the concept here. When she could not do it any longer, when she could not, what she did? She made a basket. And what she did? She threw her child into the Nile. She threw her child into Nile. She threw her child into Nile. I'm going to give you a scripture, another scripture. Is that okay? Can I hear an amen? Ecclesiastes chapter. Verse 1, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Oh, let this be a prophetic word into somebody's life this morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after. Oh, come on, somebody. Cast your bread on the waters, for you will find it. Can I tell you something? You did what you can do, mama, but now you cannot. Because how bigger and stronger and mightier you could ever be. But there's always going to be limitation. When you cannot handle it, give it to the hands of God. When you cannot do it, release it to the hands of God. It will come back to your life. You know what? She released Moses in Nile River. She didn't know after many years, many years, when Moses will come back, when Moses will come back, the same Nile, the same Nile where he was drowning, he could have been drowned. The same Nile where he could have been killed. The same Nile where he could have been destroyed. He came back as a savior for the entire group. And the same Nile River turned red as blood color and nothing happened to the entire group of Israelites. Why? Because there was one guy whose mother sent his bread, casted her bread on the waters. On the waters. On the waters. The mother was ready to cast her bread on the water. ിംഗ് I just want to find something to eat. And I go back to our kitchen, the church kitchen, and I look for anything that is available to eat. And I find a small piece of bread and I take it and I eat and I satisfy myself. When you have a small piece of bread, you know the value of that. You know the value of that. But are you ready to cast it in the water? You will receive it back after many days. It's the promise of heaven my friends gathered in this house or watching me from wherever you are but this morning the boy word to you is mama bear you can't handle everything 
You cannot stand up for your child in every circumstances. But when you cannot, release them in the hands of God. Let God take care. Let Him do what He can do. Let Him do what He can do. Jochebed understood one thing. She saw the child was no ordinary child. It was a blessing from God. Mothers, fathers, your child is a blessing. Elders of this church, the children growing up in this church are a blessing to our community. And I, right now, as I say this, I'm releasing prophetic words over this generation. You are a blessing to this generation. You are a voice heard in this generation. Can we all stand up in God's house? Can we all stand up in God's house? Every child, you are a blessing. Mother, you are a blessing. Father, you are a blessing. Zion Church, you are a blessing for God's, God's kingdom. You know what? The world may call you weak. The world may call you with different names of your past. But God calls you. And whatever He calls you, you are what He says you are. I am what He says I am. I will not let the world question my integrity because I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. As we sing that song, as we pass the offering kids around, and as we look to the presence of Jesus Christ, let's look to the experience of knowing that He alone is the King and the soon coming King, the Redeemer of our life. Let Him bless each one of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.